Uh, hallelujah. Glory. Um, thank you, Lord. Uh, when Corey made that statement about seated in heavenly places, that just resonated in my spirit. And, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord ask me a question that I'd never thought about before, and I can't answer it. The question he asked was, do you know what it means to sit in heavenly places? And I don't know about you, but any time the Lord ever asked a question, that usually means I don't know the answer to it. So I, I thought, I said, no, I, I, I don't know what that means. I, in reality, I mean, I've talked about the scripture for years and thought about it. So let's let him tell us about it in Jesus' name. Amen? By the Spirit of God, let's see where he would take us. Because I think he wants to show us some things. And he wants us to be able to be elevated by his word. See, every time that you and I hear the word of God and we receive it by faith, that brings us up to a new place in Him and it enables and empowers you and I to be able to release what He has presented to us. Now we know the Bible says that He has dealt to every Christian, every believer, the measure of faith. But what my spirit knows, my soul doesn't know in fullness. My mind, will, and emotions. I've got to come to that knowledge. I've got to come to that understanding. So... Um, is Brother Ryan back there? Brother Ryan, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And let's pick it up just in verse number 1. Uh, um, and here's what the Lord said. He said, this is how you need to understand about being seated with the king. Amen? Seated in heavenly places. You need to know how to reign. You need to know how to rule. And you need to know how to write. Reign, rule, and right. Where that's going, we'll find out. Amen? All right, Ephesians 2 and 1. If you're there, say amen. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation, better said our behavior, in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for with His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, say, I'm alive with Jesus, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. Now verse number 6, this is what we talk about all the time. Past tense, and hath, hath, raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Brother Donnie, would you pray?
commitment, Lord. Let it fall yes. into the feet of Jesus, Lord. Give us that love and understanding, Lord, and let us apply it into our lives, Lord, the better to serve you in the kingdom of heaven, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. Hallelujah. Uh, thank you, Brother Corey, for obeying the Lord. Hallelujah. So, tonight, you and I, because God is rich in mercy, and because He has liberally poured out His grace, which is enough, which is sufficient, you and I, were saved. We're saved and we're on our way to heaven. But... Uh, as we talk about that, we're looking for a literal place with God the Father and God the Son and God the Spirit and all of those who have went on before us. We're literally looking for that. But tonight, you and I, as being blood-washed, blood being made righteous uh, by the very uh, blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to live out of the reality of heaven right now. And so, He has made us to sit with Him. Now, Jesus Christ is sitting on the right hand of the Father. He is doing those three things. He is uh, reigning, He is ruling, and He is writing. In other words, He is uh, speaking out the Father's will. Because remember, just as Jesus walked the earth, He said, I don't do anything unless I see my Father do it. I don't say anything unless I hear my Father say it. And so, when Jesus was walking the earth, He was presenting an example for you and I to be able to live by and to bring the will of the Father to earth. And so tonight, you and I, if we understand where we're seated at, if we understand that we're seated in a place, in a position of authority, uh, then we'll recognize and realize that the devil and all of his uh, cohorts and, and every action he's trying to bring against you and I, against the church, against uh, the, the last day awakening, we can see him under our feet. Because we're in Christ, Christ is in us, but He's the head and we're His many-membered body. And so, everything is below you because of Jesus. But I've got to see where I'm seated at. See, uh, you and I, uh, we we understand some things from the natural that would help us so much. Uh, If we... uh, you know, I, I won't name them, but if we've seen some of our local uh, uh, judges, you know, we, we would know their position of power from where they are noted to sit. Come on, they, they sit in that place of authority, and, and uh, sometimes they can give us a break, right, Josh? And, uh, and so, uh, I thought that was a good thing, though, right? Yeah, and uh, so... Um, you and I tonight, we, we, we recognize their authority from where they sit. And so we need to start walking in the reality that we're seated with Jesus. Well, we're, we're not uh, people who are just barely saved, going to drag ourselves into heaven if we're fortunate, if we're, if we're lucky, if, the, if, the, if we happen to, to die on a good day or if the trumpet happens to sound on a good day. No, that's not true. You and I, we're going to break the eastern sky wide open in power, uh, taking a, a, a whole group of people with us because of what Jesus is doing in us and through us. Amen? We're seated in that place. And so we need to learn about, about reigning. We, we, we need to understand what reigning means. And, 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 and I, I'm, just, I'm just trusting the Lord here because I don't, I don't have a clue. But reigning, reigning, what does reigning mean? Uh, I, I, when, when I said that, I, what I saw, I saw all the examples of the kings of, of Israel and Judah. 
What happened to them? They were born, and as they were born, because they were in a bloodline, they were in a place where they got to reign. They got to reign. They got to sit in that place. Amen? Well, tonight, you and I, we need to understand who we are. And we need to understand the bloodline. Amen? So hold your place here and we'll come back. And let, let, let's, let's turn back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, some of my favorite verses of Scripture. You know it because I allude to it all the time. But in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, it tells us, in, starting in uh, verse number 14, it said, For the love of Christ constraineth. The love of Christ compels us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Now notice this. Christ died for us and that he died for all. Jesus died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him, unto Jesus, which died for them and rose again. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. So, you and I, because of what Jesus has done, we're in the bloodline. We're in the family. We have a legal right to sit beside Jesus as He sits beside God the Father. Amen? Now, let's, let's pull the blood into this. Drop down to verse 21. Verse 21, For He, uh, God the Father, made Him, made Jesus. Now, I want you to think about the love the everlasting love, the unfailing love of God the Father. For God the Father made Jesus the Christ to be sin for us, who knew no sin that we, so he's talking about me, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So Jesus Christ, sinless as He walked in this same flesh body that you and I are walking in, he took all of the sin and he was, he not just took it, but he was literally made a product of sin. In other words, every sin that I've ever done and the, the fruit that it produced, Jesus took that in his life. Glory. For you and I. Amen. And as he took that, the, his white, pure sacrifice of his, of his pure, unadulterated blood shed from that cross, it come into your life and my life. We believed as the Spirit of God drawed us, as the Father sent the Spirit to draw us, we believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, and we become sons and daughters of the Most High God. So all of a sudden, we're in the bloodline. We're in the bloodline. And so we have authorization, not of ourselves, but of God the Father to sit beside Jesus. So I need to learn in this life right now, I won't need to then because there will be no enemies. There will be no tears. God's going to wipe away every tear. Every enemy is going to be put under the feet of Jesus. I won't need that in the eternity. I need it right now tonight. I need to learn how to reign. And I simply reign because I'm sitting beside the one who is the king of kings. Come on, I've been authorized. I'm deputized to sit beside him. You need to see. I need to see who I am. We don't have to take a back seat, a second place to anybody because God said, I made you to sit where you're sitting. Remember Jesus gave us a parable? He said, uh, he said when they throw a, a, a shinding, we'll just put it in, uh, in a funny way, when, when, we, when somebody throws a party and you come in, he said, make sure you sit down in the low seat. He said, because when they see you sitting in the low seat, they see your humility, they'll come and grab you and set you up front right where you belong. 
See, you and I, when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of the Lord, we, we recognized our sins and our, our shortcomings, all of our failures, and we seen the, the offer, the invitation of the wedding. And we said, Lord, I, I want to be a part of that wedding. I, I want to be a part of that, that, that whole bridegroom uh, planning uh, uh, of the future that you have. But I want it to be manifested in my life right now tonight. And I accept that. So I humble myself and I, I see where I'm at, but I see where you'd have me to go. And I let him take me by the hand. You let him take you by the hand. And he, he takes us and he sets us up front with him. Oh, glory, glory, glory. You and I, we are the light of the world. This is the year, remember, the Lord told us He wanted us to be influencers. We've got to figure out. I'm, I, I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied. There's something missing in my heart. I'm, I, God is wanting us to do something. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know how He even wants us to do it. But we've got to get out in this community. We've got to let Him open up a door for us where we can uh, present His goodness, present His grace, present His greatness. Amen? That, and the only way we can do that is we got to be in that place, in that position, and let the light of the Lord shine in us and through us. But we can do it because we're seated in that place. We're, we're, we're reigning with Jesus. Now, a, a king simply, when he has the bloodline, he sits in that place, and when he sits in that place, he's just who he is. Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? See, you'll never be able to do what you're called to do unless you know who you are. You've got to see that you have what Jesus gave you. All power, all authority. The ability to walk and take ground. The ability to influence and shape culture. I'm not giving up on this world, are you? Because God's not giving up on this world. I know there's a lot of things that's happening and there's a lot of uh, uh, work of the, of, the, of the spirit of the Antichrist to try to take people away from the hope that's in Jesus. But you and I, we're looking for the blessed hope, but we need to be in the place where we bring this hope to other people. Amen? And so let's just reign. Let's who knew we are. Let's know. Let's know. Say, I am what God says I am. Amen? We've got to say it. We've got to believe it. It's got to rule and reign in our life. All right. So, you and I, in this bloodline, we can just rule. We can just rule with Jesus. We can let Him have the final say. But we've got to know how to reign. See, the, the reign of a king in, in, uh, of, of Israel and Judah, it, uh, we have some that was short and some that was long. But the, the, the reign was determined by uh, their willingness to follow the Lord as far as success. Now, I know that we had some wicked kings who reigned a long time. But guess what? God's grace is good. And, and so you and I, we want to learn how to reign right now. Amen? And we want to, to, to let God back that up in our life. So let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. And let's see some things here. Now let's just start with verse number 1 to lay a foundation. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad that you have perfect peace with God the Father? 
You're justified, just as if you've never sinned. In other words, when God the Father looks at you because you're on the, uh, the right hand of Jesus Christ, He looks at you and He sees you through the blood of Jesus, and you are that new creature, that new creation. And, and He looks at you, and because He sees that blood, His divine favor is shining all over your life. And so you're in the place where you're, um, you're in rule, sitting there, and the favor of God starts shining. His face starts shining on you. And then you start getting in the place where you're activated to reign. To reign. Because the every place that God's uh, face is shining, His favor is going forth, it, it's like a magnet drawing the good things of God. When, because of his his goodness and because you qualify, it, it, and and you've got to see that you qualify because God drawed you and you accepted that drawing, and now He's giving you grace. And so, if that's why you qualify, it's not according to whether you don't do everything perfect or not. We've got to get out of this works mentality because this works mentality robs us from God's best. Because God will not share His glory with anybody. And if I'm thinking that I'm getting something because I was good enough or because I followed close enough or because I prayed hard enough, guess what? That's an idol. That'll separate me from God's best and that'll cut off this favor. And so I've got to see that I'm destined to, to rule, but I've got to learn how to reign by grace. Amen? I'm justified. I'm justified. And it's all because of what God done for me. Remember 2 Corinthians 5.21 through Jesus. Amen? All right, so let's see some things here. Now, drop down. Uh, verse 14, Romans five fourteen. Uh, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Now, let's think about that just a minute. Romans five fourteen. death reigned from Adam to Moses. Now, you know, this is something that we don't talk about very much. Uh, you know, we look at the law usually in a negative connotation. Right? Uh, and when we talk about it, but, but what we've got to see, what the law done, yes, the law shows what's right and what's wrong, and it, it brings revelation and understanding of sin and, and all of those things. And you and I, we can't live by the law. But what the law done was, uh, after Moses brought this revelation, then all of a sudden, the blood sacrifices was put in place. So think about these uh, 2,000 years uh, where there was no blood sacrifice. But all of a sudden the law comes forth being a type and a shadow of what was going to come through Jesus Christ. This is the goodness of God. So all of a sudden for the first time in, in, in 2,000 years or so, all of a sudden now there's an answer for sin. Now, the sin didn't wash it away like Jesus' blood does for you and I. It just rolled the sin back year by year where we could have right standing with God. But it stopped the rule of the devil. Amen? And so, uh, you and I have got to see that, that we're reigning, but we're in the place of ruling because of what God has done for us. Now, stay with me. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned against the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Talking about Jesus. Verse 15. But not as the offense, so also was the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, because of Adam, 
He brought death unto all of us. Much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. So now you and I, because of what Jesus has done, each one of us, we can partake of eternal life. Everlasting life. Perpetual life. What it means is, it means from the time that God created you, forever and ever and ever. Isn't that something? Because you were meant to be an eternal being. Sadly, there is a second death. Matthew chapter 10 goes into great detail about the second death. And it's real, and that's why you and I have got to be about our Father's business. Amen? Okay. So, I'm ruling. I'm learning how to reign because of this free gift. I'm understanding some things. I'm understanding that death, which Hebrews 2.14, Satan is death, ruled before the type and the shadow of Jesus. He can't rule any longer. Jesus defeated him on the cross at Calvary. When he come up out of that empty tomb, he has no place, he has no power unless I give it to him. Amen? Now notice what happens here. Verse 16. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift for the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Anyway, the, the, the free gift of God is, it doesn't matter what the multitude of my sins was, Jesus wants me to accept His atoning blood, to be justified. He wants me to accept that, and He wants me to sit down with Him beside Him. He wants me not only to rule, but He wants me to reign. In other words, now reign, the, reign is the ability to stop death. Because remember, that's what we just read, that death reigned from Adam to Moses. But when, when the Word, the law was Jesus, but the law is also Jesus in the New Testament of grace. Amen? So when Jesus, the Word, is spoken, all of a sudden, that reigning power of death is put to naught. Even in your life and my life today, there's areas where the devil wants to rear up his ugly head and try to dominate us, try to control us, try to deliver us a step back instead of a step forward in God's goodness. Amen? All right. Now notice what he says. Now get excited with me. Verse 17. For if by one man's offense, talking about Adam, one man, Adam's sin, death reigned because of that one, much more they, say he's talking about me, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Now see, we talk about grace all the time. Grace is preached and preached and preached, and thank God it should be. But I I don't think that as a whole we have a good grasp on the gift of righteousness. We've got to have both. See, you you, you can be saved by grace because of your faith in what Jesus has done and all of these things. But if you don't understand the gift of righteousness, the devil will always bring condemnation in your life and make you sit down where you shouldn't sit down instead of sitting on the right hand of Jesus. See, the gift of righteousness means that, that I am walking in the light as He, Jesus, is in the light. 1 John 1, 7. And I have that promise that He is cleansing me continually. That means that He, just as He told Peter, remember He told Peter, He said, I, I'm, He told all the disciples, but He said, I'm going to wash your feet. And Peter said, uh-uh, Lord. And, and, and He said, you don't understand, Peter. If I don't wash your feet, 
then you have no part with me, right? And he said, well, here, Lord, wash my whole body. He said, Peter, I just need to wash your feet because in this world you're going to get dirty. Okay, so but we're walking in the light as he is in the light. You, so we've got to get out of this condemnation mentality where the devil is always telling you that you're, you may not make heaven. You may just barely make it if you do make it, but, but you're just one sin away from losing everything that you've got. And that way you're always in the place where you're afraid. You're, you're, you're not reverential fear, but you're afraid to walk with God. You're afraid to sit down in that place because the devil tells you you're not worthy. Well, you're worthy because of what Jesus done. Amen? I'm worthy because what Jesus done. I don't have to be afraid. Now, I understand that I may mess up, and when I do, I take it to Jesus. And I, I, I'm in that place where He's continually cleansing me. But I don't... I know that Jesus is not mad at me. So many people think God is mad at them, and that He's waiting to, as the old statement, fry him as a piece of bacon. Huh? God went to all of this trouble to bring Jesus. And, and so we've got to get this message out. We've got to live it before them and let it be a reality to them. All right. For if by one man's offense death reigned but one, and much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, the gift of righteousness, see this is, if you've got the grace and the, and the righteousness working together, they shall reign in heaven. Now? What version you got? <laughs> Which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So you rule because you got the bloodline. But you reign because you know what the blood done for you. You know who you are. In this life, in this life, we've got to stop bowing down to the devil and thinking that the devil has uh, a certain amount of say. We, we, we give him too much credit. We say, well, you know, you know how the devil is. He's so powerful. He's so deceitful. He's, he's so destructive. Those things are just going to happen. Well, as for me and my house, for as you and your house, we're going to serve the Lord. They're not coming nigh our dwelling in the name of Jesus. Amen. He's seeking. What you say this morning? He's seeking whom he may... But He's not devouring us in Jesus' name. Amen? So, Because we're ruling and we're reigning. We're reigning. We're reigning in this life. So what we've got to do is we've got to let the Spirit of God quicken us about the little things that we give over to the enemy. Remember the Bible tells us in the Song of Solomon, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things. Brother Donnie, you've told me this for years. When we first start, got saved and was going to church at Price Grove, it's the little things that are the... Amen. It's the truth. And so what we've got to do, we've got to recognize and realize that uh, when we learn how to rule uh, in, in the very things that we put in the back corner of our mind, that's when we're going to have success. When we learn how, better said, I said rule, when we learn how to reign in those areas. We've got to reign in those things by what? By writing the Word of God. We've got to write the Word of God. You and I, we've got to speak out what thus saith the Lord. Rather than what we're feeling. I'm not talking to myself. Rather than what we're seeing. Because the devil will show us everything that's wrong. And then he'll give us a feeling that will back that up. Amen? 
And so we got to change that. Let's go to Psalms 45. Brother Ryan, Psalms 45 and 1. Uh, Psalms 45 and 1 says, My heart is indicting. My heart is gushing. Uh, the, the psalmist here says, My heart is gushing. A good matter. You and I, we need to think on the good things. And if it's not good, we cast it down. Amen? Put it under the feet of Jesus. We need to let our heart gush. Now, I need to be in the place where I'm excited about what God says. Some things I'm not excited about because I don't understand them or because I'm fearful of them. And I can be reverent of them, but I don't need to be fearful. Because what God has is always good for me, for you, for everyone that we come in contact. Amen. So I need to maybe repent about that. In the name of Jesus, I'm talking to myself. And I need to be excited. I need to gush with what God's trying to say to me. My heart is gushing a good matter. Now, this word matter, if you look it up, uh, I believe it's the Hebrew word dabar. And, and, and it's not matter in, in the sense of something, something, you know, that you can pick up. It's a word. So my heart is gushing with the Word. Jesus, is, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was Jesus. Amen? And, and so, in other words, the, the psalmist here, he's saying, I, I, I'm making sure that my heart is flowing out. It's, it, it's experiencing the personal relationship with God because I'm in a place of rule. I'm in a place of reigning. And now I'm going to write. I'm going to write my destiny. I'm going to write my future. I'm going to write my moment by moment by what is in my heart. I'm going to make sure Jesus' word is in my heart. Because, see, I have this close relationship. Jesus is on the right hand of the Father, and He's hearing what God the Father is saying. And then it says in the book of Hebrews uh, that He ever liveth to make intercession for you and I. Right? Hebrews 7.25 or something like that. And so He prays what God the Father has showed Him about me, about you. And then I'm on His right hand. He can whisper in my ear what God's saying. When he whispers in my ear, I see that I have the ability to rule. I have the ability to reign. And now I need to write. I need to let my heart gush, uh, indict. I need to let my heart speak out, decree, declare what God the Father's saying where I can bring heaven to earth. Amen? My heart is indicting a good matter. Notice what he said. But the reason why we know it's a word, he said, I speak of the things. I speak. And this word speak, it means to talk from the heart. I don't know about you, but when I get in trouble and mess up, is when I don't talk from the heart. I talk from this outside man, this flesh. I start, I talk out of my discomfort, out of my pain, out of my hurt, out of my hopelessness, out of all of those things that are not mine that the devil wants me to claim and lay hold on. I talk out of those things. So I've got to repent of that, renounce that, reject that, replace it with the Word of God. And, and so I, I, I come back and I say, Lord, I want you to fill my heart up with what God the Father is saying, what you're praying. Saying and praying. Don't forget that. Saying and praying. Saying and praying. Okay. Um, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the King. We're seated on His right hand. Of course we're touching the King. We're literally touching Him, spirit body to spirit body, but our hearts 
Come on, your heart is one with Jesus Christ. How do I know that? Because you couldn't have a relationship with Him if your heart hadn't been made brand new. We didn't read that, but in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you get a brand new heart. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And so, heart to heart with Jesus, heart to heart with God the Father, by the Holy Ghost, you're touching the King. That's position. Amen? Notice what happens. He said, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I've made touching the king. My tongue is as a pen of a ready rider. Your tongue, my tongue. This enables us. We rule, we reign, and then we write. We write out the decrees. We write out the law. We write out the will of God the Father, what he speaks to us by our tongue. He said, my tongue is as a pen of a ready rider. This is an iron stylus that has a diamond tip. There's nothing harder and known to man than a diamond, right? All right, and it'll cut glass. Well, there's some false things you and I need to cut through by the Word of God. It's the only thing that'll cut through the lies. It's the only thing that'll cut through this smoke, glass, and mirrors that the devil puts up in my life to hinder me, to hurt me, to limit me. And so I need to cut through that, and I'm going to do that by speaking what God is saying to Jesus, what Jesus is praying for me, ruling, reigning, writing, writing. I, I'm going to write that. All right. Now, my heart is indicting is a good matter as I speak of the things which I've made touching the king. My tongue is a pen of a ready writer. So, saying and praying, uh, Mark chapter 11 you know this verse very well. One of my favorite verses. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Notice. Am I in the right place? Yeah. Jesus said, He said, Verily, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, now notice the saying and the praying, for whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you might have them. Hallelujah, you shall have him. So, saying and praying. So, this is what happens. God the Father, <laughs> He says what He wants, speaks it, Jesus hears it, He prays it for your life, for my life, and now he, Jesus gave us an example of saying we can do the very same thing. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I want you to get a picture of that in your spirit. All of these things are available to us. We are This is a throne room, but it's also a banquet room. Amen? It's a place of authority, but it's a place of authority in the banquet room where, as we were talking about, where Jesus said He would take us by the hand and set us in the upper chamber. That's the place of, uh, of where you're fed the best of the best. The best of the best. But I've got to be in the place in the position where I realize that I have to say what God is saying. I have to pray and I have to believe it. And if I will, He said that I would have whatever I said. Right? 
Yes, ma'am. Good or bad. So I don't. I want to stop saying the bad, and I want to say the good. Amen. I want to decree the good. Um, we could put Job twenty two twenty eight. I believe, brother Ryan. Um, is that right? Thou shalt, this is an Old Testament version of what Jesus said in the New Testament. Thou shalt decree a thing. You shall use your tongue as a writing instrument. You, you shall speak out and, and write heaven's will into your life, into the earth. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. So, uh, you know, so many things we're looking for God to do. When God has done, done all He's going to do through Jesus Christ. And now if we want to change some things about our life, we've got to say what God's saying. And when God speaks, that's Jesus. When God said, let there be light, that was Jesus, right? And He moved across the face of the deep, and there was light. And there's still being light created to this day. So we need to understand that if we don't plead the blood over some bad things that we said, those things are going to keep going on. But we renounce them, we repent of them, we renounce them, and then we replace them with what God's saying, and that starts creating what God wants for us. You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. In other words, Jesus, the Word, is going to shine upon your way. You're going to have your path lightened in the darkness. Amen? All right, so tonight what the Spirit of God is saying, as the Spirit of God moved on Brother Corey to, 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 to sing that out, He wants you to know what it means for you as a believer, as a blood-bought, blood-washed saint of the Most High God, what it means to be seated in heavenly places. And He wants you to live like who you are in Him. Amen? So tonight you can say that you've heard from heaven... Amen? Because I doesn't know any of this. And if we didn't have it on tape, I don't know. But this is the truth. It bears witness with you, don't you? It bears witness with me. And I'm going to apply it. Amen? I'm going to let God get all the glory. And I'm going to let my life, you're going to let your life bring God glory. And you're going to let your life be changed. Amen? 